Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Elizabeth Klisser. Elizabeth is the Director of Communications and Experience at SMS Assist. In this episode, we talk about internal communications as part of HR, intranets that scale as the company does, and developing content plans for teams that can only consume the message on demand. In this episode, Elizabeth talks about the importance of leveraging all of your channels to effectively communicate internally. It's not just an email strategy or a Slack strategy or an internet strategy. It's about figuring out how all of those pieces fit together. People learn in different ways. We consume information differently. And we also consume information in different places throughout the workday. In the same way that a consumer marketing professional might think about customer journeys, an internal communications professional needs to think about employee journeys. Elizabeth and the SMS Assist team do a great job of that. A question that I get a lot from companies that are thinking about adding audio to the messaging mix is, what does audio replace? Partners that use the Venley platform have reduced the number of executive emails and have opted for a five-minute CEO podcast instead. It's hard to convey empathy in email. It's much easier to do that with a human voice. Partners that use the Venley platform have eliminated some meetings. They have department leaders create audio updates that are then stitched together into a 15-minute episode and shared securely to the executive Slack channel. They can do follow-up questions in the content in that channel. But the answer that I give to the question of what does audio replace is actually super unsatisfying. It shouldn't replace what you're doing. It should make it multi-channel. It should make it more engaging. Audio makes the tent bigger. Here's a practical example. Does your company do a weekly newsletter? You jam a whole bunch of content into this email and hopefully your employees are now in the know. Maybe you get engagement metrics on that email or, or maybe not. It depends on how the email is sent. Let's say you send that newsletter on Monday. What if on Thursday you created a five minute podcast called the TLDR, which is shorthand for too long didn't read. In this five minute podcast, you can verbally recap the newsletter. Let's say that there was an event that was promoted in the newsletter that already happened. What if you invited the organizer of that event to talk for a few minutes about what happened, why it was great, and why people should come to the next one? Maybe there's something critical happening next week. What if you invite that program owner to talk about it in the podcast for a few minutes as a way to seed the programming? So you might email the newsletter as you always do, but using Venly, you can then share this TLDR audio content to Slack. You can also embed it on your intranet. You're now hitting all of your channels with different content formats. And honestly, that five minute TLDR podcast, it probably added about 10 minutes of work to your week. If you have questions about how audio can play a role in how you message employees, send me an email at brian at venly.co. That's brian, B-R-I-A-N, at venly, V-E-N-N-L-Y dot C-O. And now, the great Elizabeth Klisser. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me. Elizabeth Klisser has always had a passion for storytelling, which she leverages to drive transparency, create meaningful connections, and strengthen brands as a corporate communicator. Elizabeth is currently the Director of Communications and Experience at SMS Assist, a Chicago-based B2B technology company that experienced rapid growth since she joined in 2014. With expertise ranging from communications and public relations to employee engagement and marketing content, Elizabeth is a problem solver who hasn't met a challenge that creativity and empathy couldn't fix. Elizabeth received her Bachelor of Arts in Journalism from Indiana University, and before SMS Assist, Elizabeth worked in various public relation roles at Blast Media and Finn Partners. When she's not at SMS Assist, you can find Elizabeth mentoring women at Bonfire, a talent accelerator based in Chicago. She also serves on the associate board of Aspire, 
a nonprofit that provides services to children and adults with developmental disabilities. Elizabeth currently lives in Chicago with her fiance and two cats, Blueberry and Pancake. And if my six-year-old son could name a cat, it would probably be Chocolate Chip Pancakes, which is basically all you need to know about his diet. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being with me today. No problem. I'm aiming to be your most caffeinated guest ever per the tagline. I thought that was the expectation. I had become caffeinated. We will circle up at the end of the interview to see (laughs) how you did against that. For those that aren't familiar with SMS Assist, can you please describe the product and the services that you offer? For sure. So if you are new to the facilities maintenance space, SMS Assist is a company that works with businesses across the country that have really large footprints. So think retailers, banks, restaurants, rental homes. A lot of times we're, you know, they have thousands of locations across the country. The 200,000 properties that partner with SMS, they rely on our tech platform to manage all of their repairs and maintenance in one place. And when I'm saying repairs and maintenance, I mean things like snow removal, HVAC, plumbing. So not only does that help them manage and control costs for those types of things, but it also gives them the visibility plus our industry expertise, our 24-7, 365 customer service arm that we're very proud of. And it helps those companies make better business decisions when it comes to not just managing the cost of those services, but also capital projects, whether to repair and replace large amounts of assets, things like that. When we connected beforehand, you shared something that I thought was really interesting. Many companies reorganized and restaffed because of COVID, but the communication function at SMS Assist pre-COVID reported into marketing. Now, communications at SMS Assist funnels up into HR. What are the considerations for making a change like this? The, The job function is the same, but what are some of the implications in the new reporting structure? During COVID-19, we took a very strong employee-first stance for our communication strategy. Anyone working in crisis comms, which shout out to all the crisis comms professionals out there, it is a tough, often thankless gig. You know, you are faced with this issue of having to communicate something urgently to a lot of different audiences, right? For us, it was our customers. It was the contractors who are performing the services across the country. We call them affiliates and most importantly, our employees. So I firmly believe that employees are the best and often underutilized communication channel for businesses. If employees know what's happening, they feel in the loop, they will be your brand ambassadors. They will go out there and help reinforce those super important messages for your customers. I mean, during COVID-19, we can all remember we were being hit with tons and tons and tons of emails from all sorts of different brands. And in some of those cases, even for large Fortune 500 businesses, their employees were like, wait, what's happening? I'm not sure. It creates an uncomfortable situation for everyone involved. So when your employees are in the loop, when they have the best, most up-to-date knowledge, you are your customers are in good hands. So the age-old debate of where does comms fall within an organization, does it go up to marketing? Does it go up to HR? Does it report directly to the CEO? Honestly, comms needs to be everywhere at one time, which is impossible. Um, unless you have a decentralized communication format within your company. But in those cases, I think 
you're ultimately lacking some of that cohesive brand messaging. So during COVID-19, my team's priorities shifted, right? We were so focused on keeping our employees up to date and no one knows people and the people at your organization better than people operations. So by working under HR, I was able to very, very quickly deliver up-to-date comms throughout the pandemic because I was right there in the heart of it. But I never leave home without my marketing hat. And I think that, you know, that dotted line, no matter where you are, needs to span the entire organization. So yes, during the pandemic was under HR, but definitely leveraging all of my marketing knowledge in this position as well. With respect to internal communications and employee engagement, the sense I get is a lot of companies are trying to figure out the balance between synchronous and asynchronous messaging. Most companies that I've spoken to would prefer it if everyone was on the all-hand Zoom, for example. But SMS Assist has a 24-7 staffing system. And so getting everyone to consume a message simultaneously is impossible. How has this reality impacted how you've thought about internal communications and company programming? So to anyone out there that's trying to figure out how to communicate to every single person at your 800 or 10,000 person company at the same time. Here's my advice. Stop. <laughs> it's not possible. Yes, yes, you can get to a majority of people, but at the end of the day, people consume communications in a lot of different ways. And to be most effective, you have to meet them where they're at. I have been the person doing the backbreaking work of trying to schedule that all hands and including every single person, including those very important employees that, you know, work those evening shifts or work on the weekends. And it's tough. And honestly, it feels a little bit antiquated. Um, I don't, I don't want the big all hands fans coming at me. So I do think there is a time and a place for those things. But for example, we, we had a strategy week presentation in January where we brought all of our employees together in several sessions and, we, we did have that top-down messaging. We did, you know, bring it together like an all hands, but we also leveraged that particular communication channel to break out into small groups, talk about our values, talk about the values we leveraged during 2020 when we had to make tough decisions. So I think there is a time and a place for that all hands type of communication strategy. But I think the better, more effective approach that we've at least adopted at SMS is leveraging all of your channels in different ways and aligning them across all of your messaging. So when I put on my marketer hat, right, I recognize that the likelihood of every single customer prospect being at the same trade show or event to hear the same exact message, that's impossible, right? Every marketer out there is like, that's not going to happen. Communication professionals, they need to think that same way. They need to recognize that our employees have a lot of different touch points, your intranet, email, podcasts, meetings, social, texting, all of those things. You got to learn them all. You got to love them all and use them all and, and meet your employees where they're at. That's, that's the ultimate goal. Staying on this theme, are there some best practices that you've developed around company messaging that can be consumed on demand? And can, maybe can you point to a particularly successful content staple? Sure, sure. So uh, one great example is our department trivia initiative, which I'm going to take a quick aside because I think it's really important 
to also showcase how we got to that initiative. We have a peer nominated group of employees who are passionate about our company that we call the council. And if you are listening and you don't have a designated culture group within your organization, do it. It is an amazing built-in focus group that your comms professionals can leverage, your senior leaders can leverage, your recruiters can leverage. And the best part is those employees want to be involved. They want to, to have their opinion heard and to be able to help. So when I started at SMS, we were about 200 people. Today, we're nearing 1,000 people. And as we grew so rapidly, our council, this group of peer-nominated people, noticed that less and less people were aware of what other departments did, who made up those departments, and most importantly, how those departments all function together. So we thought, okay, we could do a video series. We could do, you know, a day in the life of an employee in billing. But ultimately what we decided to do was develop a department trivia series where employees could compete with one another on facts about different departments. So everything from the programs they use to, you know, what services they provide to who on the team is an amazing yo-yoer, fun facts, important facts all loaded into one fun, high action trivia game. Um, but here comes the answer to your question. So the on-demand content actually comes after. We send every employee a list of all of the questions in a quiz format. So even if they weren't able to attend that you know, event and compete amongst their peers, they are able to still answer those questions, still test their knowledge, learn, and compare their scores to those that were, you know, participated in person. And, and they're able to choose which of those vehicles works best for their schedule, works best for what they're doing, and, and honestly, what communication needs that they have. So I think leveraging, again, all of those different communication channels that you have, making them all work together, that's the best way to get your message across to every person. Your company intranet is a huge source of pride for you. It seems that intranets become more and more critical the bigger the headcount becomes. At what point does a company need to seriously invest in an intranet? And what content should live there versus a collaboration platform like Slack or Microsoft Teams or even email? Yes, you are right, Brian. I love our intranet. I'm passionate about it. Um, our employees are passionate about it too, which is why I'm passionate about it. Um, and I honestly think that no matter how small you are, having a communication channel that can host both static and dynamic content is so important. And, and that content, it doesn't have to be a big, fancy, built-out production. It can be something that's very simple, but as long as you have that static content that employees can rely on, that they know is gonna be there, something simple, maybe your company holidays, your policy manual, information about your company that your employees know is going to be there, and then pair that with some dynamic content. Have content that is changing on a regular cadence that employees can count on. Maybe it's an employee interview that you post once a month or uh, an insider to one of your customers that you, you post once a month. And then also sprinkle in some fun surprises, keep things interesting. That can be really small. It doesn't have to be this robust 
intranet. And then let that grow with you. Because otherwise, if you are a company that quickly, quickly goes from, you know, that 200 mark to a a thousand, like where I stand, you don't want to have to down the road, then totally overhaul everything in a big way. You want to be able to let that internet grow as you grow and don't, you know, get overly ambitious and build out something crazy when you're too small to maintain that. Right. So, so there's a balance. You, you don't want to create 83 pages of content because as soon as one of those pages is not completely up to the minute, up to date, your employees are going to start having less and less faith, less and less trust in that resource. So I would say at any size, start somewhere and then let it grow with you. Elizabeth Klisser is the most caffeinated guest I've had, but the least jittery, actually. So kudos to you. It's a skill. It's a skill. Elizabeth, thank you for being with me today. Thank you so much, Brian.